to the $100 MBA show because your business is not going to grow by itself. That's why we deliver daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. Check us out over at 100mba.net. In today's lesson, you will learn the lessons I learned in growing fast in 2020. 2020 was a very, very challenging year for many people. And on a personal level, when it comes to our business webinar ninja, we were dealing with the challenge of fast growth. Yeah, it's really challenging to grow fast. And we were forced into it because our market base really started to grow. More people were doing webinars and we grew over 300%. In the process, we had to grow our team. We actually doubled our team in 2020. And you don't do that without learning a thing or two. A few things I would do differently. A few things I would do exactly the same. I wanna share with you my biggest takeaways because you may grow fast this year. You may need to hire a whole bunch of new employees. You may need to train them. You may need to serve two, three, four, five X more customers. How do you handle that with grace and in a way that doesn't affect your business or your team in a drastic way? We'll also discuss how does this all happen? Sometimes it's totally out of your control. We all think that you know, our business and the growth of our business is totally in our control and this is what we're working towards. Sometimes it happens and it catches you by surprise. And if you're not prepared, you unfortunately lose out on some big opportunities. So I wanna share with you all of that and more in today's lesson. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Support for today's show comes from Start Your First Online Business, my all-new 10-part audio course on Himalaya Learning. This is a course that's going to get you from zero to one. It's going to get you from thinking about your business to actually launching that business, getting it out of your head and into the real world. We cover things like validating your idea, creating your first product, pricing it, marketing it, financing your business even creating your business website and more. Check it out at Himalaya.com slash MBA and use code MBA to get a 14-day free trial. Again, that's Himalaya.com slash MBA, promo code MBA. I want to start this episode by saying this is not about me beating on my chest and saying, look at me, look at our company, we grew this much. I'm actually going to be quite vulnerable and share a lot of some mishaps that happened in the year because of this growth. And just for context, we didn't start Webinar Ninja yesterday. We will be in business for seven years come April. So it almost took nearly six years to hit this crazy rapid growth. So we're definitely not an overnight success. We've been trying to prepare for this for some time. And I want to share with you how it all worked out in 2020. Now, up to this point before 2020, we've had steady growth. So it's very predictable about how many resources we need in terms of customer support or developers, or if we need to spend more money on advertising, all that was kind of predictable. But there will be a time in your business where you'll have drastic growth because of an event. For us, it was COVID, but it could be something different for your business. Forbes might mention you in an article and that will give you incredible traffic. A random influencer or celebrity might use your product or buy your product and mention it on social. This is actually more common than you think. A big brand or a big business with a following might use your product and mention it on their blog. This has happened to us before as well. So you might have these spikes 
that lead to tremendous growth for a period of time. So these events, these spikes are unpredictable. You don't know when this is going to happen. So how can you prepare? Well, you can prepare to some extent. So one lesson I learned, something that really prepared us was that in our business, we create something called standard operating procedures, SOPs. And this basically is documenting every single task that we do in our business. We are really, really anal about this. I know this sounds really, really strict, but uh, to the point where we have a procedure for answering emails on support, for publishing podcast episodes. We have a procedure for every single thing in our business. And the reason why we do this is so that if we ever hire somebody, training that person to do a task is not going to be super, super hard. It actually is like self-study. They can do it on their own. It also allows other people on the team to pick up a task if they need to help out by just following the SOP. So I highly recommend that you start creating standard operating procedures for every little task in your business. And you could start with one department like support. There are tons of questions that get repeated day in and day out. How do I receive my password? Can I get a refund? What's your refund policy? Do you accept American Express? All these questions get asked over and over for many businesses and you can create standard replies. Now, they don't have to reply word for word whoever uses this SOP, but the point here is, is that they have a source of truth somewhere they can go. Now, what does this have to do with growth? Well, if you have an explosion of growth and all of a sudden you have all these support tickets in your queue and you're like, whoa, I don't have enough agents. In fact, I'm the one who's answering all support tickets. Well, what you can do is one, obviously you can put a job post and start hiring, but you still need to train them. You still need some onboarding. It's going to take a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, you can ask the rest of your team members to jump in, or you can get a freelancer really quickly to answer at least the SOP questions that are in your queue. And immediately that alleviates a lot of the stress and the problem of long wait times for support. So SOPs, huge, huge thing that helped us. One thing that we were not prepared for was how quickly we had to hire in 2020, we hired 11 new full-time hires. Some of these hires were repeat hires, meaning that we hired for this position before like customer support agents. So that was pretty easy to do because we had a job post set to go. We knew exactly where to post it. We had a whole system for application and interviewing, but some hires were brand new, brand new positions. That was a brand new job post. So one of the things we didn't do that we should have done was write out the job descriptions for the next positions you want to hire. So we had a list of positions that, okay, these are the next hires we want to make. These are the new positions we want to fill. We had that in place, but we didn't take it a step further and have those job descriptions really fleshed out, understand exactly who we're looking for and what we want them to do. Because what happened is that, oh man, we need this person and this person, and this person to meet this growth and to really capitalize on this opportunity of all this traffic that's coming our way. So we had to spend a lot of time on saying, okay, we need to really flesh out who you're looking for so we can find the right candidates, we can make the right hire quickly. So if I had to do it again, I would definitely uh, have those job descriptions all ready to go. Even though you're not hiring now, it's good to have them in a bank, in your Google Drive. So when it's time to hire, if you have to hire, you can easily post that job description all set to go. One thing that we did do that was really, really effective that I would recommend, especially if you are growing rapidly and you need to make more than one hire for one position, you want to hire multiple developers, multiple support agents, whatever it is, hire more than you need. 
okay? You need to see the first three months of your employee's uh, time with you as an extended interview. It's going to take you far longer to go through, you know, a month-long, you know, uh, screening and interview process than to say, hey, they fulfill the qualifications through the screening process, through the application. We go through a, a couple interviews and everything checks out with references, we hire. So this is a lot faster turnaround. This is like a week, maybe even five days. And then you basically, in your contract, say your first 90 days, your first three months is a chance for us to get to know each other, for you to see if you want to stay with us, and for us to know if you're a good fit for the position. And we overhire expecting that not everybody's going to stick around. So say, for example, you need to fill two positions in support, let's say, for example. Hire four people, okay? Because chances are one of them is going to say it's not a good fit. The other one's not going to work out because they're not going to really cut the mustard. They're not going to be able to actually do the job as required. Under hiring is really something that will really uh, hurt you in the long run because you'll be constantly hiring and spending too much time. You want to save the time of the whole process of hiring as well as training them and onboarding them by just doing it once, over hire, and then let go if it doesn't work out. Now, of course, if they all work out, which is unlikely, I've been doing this for seven years, like I said, and I've never done this where everybody works out, but if it does, that's okay, you're prepared for growth. Another thing I learned is that when you are growing fast, if you're getting a lot of traffic to your site, a lot of traffic to your tool, a lot of traffic to your product, this is gonna put a lot of toll on your servers. This is especially important if you are in software where your product is a site, right? Is software, right? Is on a server. But even if you're in e-commerce, if people can't get to your website and it crashes for some reason, they can't buy. Your store is ineffective, right? It's basically out of business for a brief period of time while you're down, or I should say out of order, right? So you really need to uh, focus on your infrastructure when you're growing, when you're seeing the traffic come in. This is something that we did very early on. As we saw things start to ramp up in March and April, we decided, hey, we got to change priorities. We were working on certain new features, on certain new things, and we said, you know what? We need to focus on stability and make sure that everybody can access the app as well as access our website with no slow experience on the website. Now, this was a bit of a bummer because it delayed a lot of the things we wanted to release at a certain period of time. It delayed a lot of our goals, really, for each quarter. But when things change in your business, you have to pivot. You have to be able to adapt. At one point, we made the change on our servers. We increased the capacity. And in the meantime, the traffic tripled even after we measured, hey, we're growing so much. And the next day, we were down for about an hour. And it was the first time we were down in a very long time. We had to do some maintenance to really beef up our server to overcompensate. We paid for some incredible infrastructure that we didn't really use, but it was just a safety measure to make sure that we can handle any traffic. Now, you never want to go down, but sometimes you have to so you can do a major maintenance overhaul, especially when it comes to your servers for your website. And there will be some downtime. And as long as you inform your customers in advance, uh, that's okay. People are used to this. The other thing you want to watch out for when you're growing is that sometimes when you're growing month after month and it's really fast, you think this is going to happen or it's going to continue to grow uh, at this pace forever. So you tend to maybe overspend 
thinking, hey, I can't overspend because next month it's going to keep growing. Be careful how you spend your money. Make sure you're still profitable, even with the growth and the the, the extra spend to uh, manage that growth, because you don't know when that spike will start to teeter out. And it will teeter out at some point. It might not teeter out to the point where it was before your you know, fast growth, but it will not just continue to skyrocket forever. There'll be some dips along the way. And you want to be caught unprofitable, right? Because you overspent uh, being overambitious in that whole uh, experience. I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. Webinars. We know how well they work to generate new business for coaches, consultants, and other creators. We know that online marketing is 10 times more powerful when you add webinars to your campaigns. But what's the right platform to use? What's the easiest? Which platforms can integrate webinars seamlessly into the rest of your marketing infrastructure and do it all at the right price? Take a look at our very own Webinar Ninja the user-friendliest webinar platform ever. Create live, automated, series, and hybrid webinars. Make them free or charge for valuable lessons. Send automated emails to promote your webinar and follow up for more conversions. Showcase your unique value and do it all without the hassle and stress of navigating pain-in-the-butt software. Try Webinar Ninja absolutely free at WebinarNinja.com and see just how easy and powerful webinars can be. That's WebinarNinja.com for a 14-day risk-free trial. To wrap up today's lesson, uh, it's such a ride to grow quickly, uh, to meet demand quickly. But one of the things I can really advise you to do that I really stand behind 100% is no matter how many growing pains you have in that growth, any kind of mistakes you make, any stumbles, even if you go down or you have some issues with your products or delivery or whatever it is, as long as you make customer support a priority where you communicate with your customers, you let them know, you make them feel like they're taken care of, people will forgive uh, a few mistakes. They're okay as long as you treat them well. I mean, look at Amazon during COVID. Uh, their delivery windows went totally out the window, right? But people still use Amazon. They don't stop using them. Uh, and as long as they communicate these delays, everybody's okay. Thanks so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love what you hear, smash that subscribe button on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Himalaya. We're on every single one. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Also, by hitting subscribe, which is absolutely free, you get access to over 1,600 episodes in our archives. It's the only way to get access, so go ahead and do that right now. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. Sometimes we get caught up in the stress and the hustle when we're growing quickly and we forget to take just a brief moment to say, wow, I'm proud of my business, of my team, of what we've done. When you're growing, you've made it, you've done it, you have product market fit. This is a good thing. Sometimes you don't take time to celebrate those wins. So take a moment, even if it's just a minute or two to take a breath and say, you know what? This is a lot of work. This is stressful, but this is a good problem to have. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll check you in tomorrow's episode for your Ride Friday. I'll see you then. Take care.